0: Hey there, welcome to season two, episode three of the Paula and Joe Show. Here's a quick rundown of what you need to know. It's 24 minutes of raw business analysis and change talk, time boxed, unedited riffing. And when the countdown timer buzzes, we're done. I'm Joe Newbert, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend and co host Paula Bell. How's it, Paula? Please tell us what's up in this episode
1: hi joe how are you doing how's your day going so far
0: nice going good thanks paula
1: great great to hear well i'm doing well as well and we have another great topic coming to our audience today and the topic is about are you living in your purpose and as a life purpose coach myself this topic is near and dear to my heart so i am excited to have this conversation because so many people are not living in their purpose. And unfortunately, we don't get to experience that purpose because they don't let us see it. And so we're missing out too. So I want everybody to be living and thriving in their purpose, not just their passion and their purpose. So I'm excited about what this session is gonna bring today.
0: Yeah, okay, you're right. We don't wanna be missing out on great things, do we? Like life purpose FOMO. And I think traditionally it's always been about pay and perks, right? But now it's seen that people care more about than just making a decent living. We want a sense of purpose and to make an impact in the work that we do, don't we? So who's joining us today, Paula, to help us navigate this tricky path, to help us find the golden chalice of meaningful work?
1: Well, our wonderful friend Brennan, who is a philosopher and the founder of Philosophy at Work, is joining us today. Brennan Jacoby holds a BA, an MA, and a PhD in, in, uh, in um, philosophy. And with his philosophy at work, he helps businesses and their people develop their psychological safety and cognitive confidence that they need to think their best as they navigate an ever-changing professional landscape. So welcome to The Joe and Paula Show, Brennan.
2: Thank you so much, Paula. Thank you so much, Joe. It is um, really exciting to be here. And I'm looking forward to our conversation, um, exploring all things purpose.
0: Yeah, me too. Thanks for joining us on the pod, Brennan. I'm, I am incredibly excited for this chat, talking about the meaning of work life, thinking through with you the reason for my existence in my job. Um, I'm wondering, should I be laying down on a leather couch for this session, Dr. B? <laughs>
2: um, no. So I think, um, I, yeah, I, I mean, I suppose I would say that's, that's maybe a little bit more um, psychoanalytical <laughs> um, but it does it, it does delve into you know something of I suppose why you know why would I talk to you about these things why is it why um, what is it useful for me and my background being in philosophy you know if, if, if you go into the, um, the etymology of the term philo is a Greek word just that means love it's one of the forms of love um, Sophia means wisdom and so when we're doing philosophy we are trying to pursue wisdom. We're trying to love wisdom, and um, sometimes I, I like to distinguish between things like um, psychology and philosophy, even though they overlap a lot, and probably will will sort of dip a toe into both streams um, today. I think philosophy is trying to under trying to understand ourselves in the light of that which is outside of ourselves, um, and maybe something that we'll get into is is you know purpose has connotations of being something that um, we can come to understand. We can, uh, we can sort of co-create it. We can, we can exercise our agency and, and shape it. We can choose it to some extent. But also certainly, at least in the language that we use, there's this sense in which purpose um, comes to some extent from outside of ourselves. Um, and and that's where I think philosophy is a useful tool, um, whereas we might use psychology to try to understand our own our own thoughts. We use philosophy to try to make sense of ourselves in relationship to um, that which is outside ourselves. And I think that's probably maybe a bit of a start onto onto purpose, the intersection of ourselves and um, and the world in which we're living and, and working. So sorry, a bit bit of a bit of a heavy start. If that's okay. <laughs>
1: No, that's totally fine. Actually, it's a great segue into the very first question we have, which is around verbiage. And so we often see mm. these two words go together and they are used interchangeably. But what yeah. does it mean to have a sense of purpose and meaning in our work?
2: Mm, really? Yeah, I love that question. So um, when, I, when I think about purpose um, in sort of plain language, I think purpose is, you know, purposeful work, let's say, or purposeful living is getting up um, to, to, to do something, feeling like there's, um, like your efforts are not wasted, right? So on days when, um, you know, I think, I think it's a mixed bag sometimes if I'm honest. So some days I'll wake up and I'll feel like my, my life is more meaningful, uh, more purposeful than other days. Um, and on the days when it's maybe not at its most purposeful, Um, It feels, the questions that come into mind are like, what's this all about? Why am I doing this? What's the point of this anyway? You know, when I'm sort of at my more cynical, I suppose, or a bit more sort of um, down, I guess. Um, And if I were to say this, what's the difference between purpose and meaning? Well, I would say meaning is maybe a broader term. So things can be meaningful um, in in lots of different ways. Um, I, I might say that, um you know my intention can can make and the 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 intention with which i i sit down to to work on a project can make that work more or less meaningful Um, but whether or not it's purposeful i think reaches beyond just my intention it's it's whether or not it's um it's something that i intend to do well and also has a chance of making a real positive difference out in the world um, so I might be able to say, something's really meaningful to me um, and I, gosh, I hope it's purposeful too, you know? And so by doing that, I'm, I guess I'm splitting the two where the meaning, meaning is more um, subjective, I suppose, but purpose seems to reach out um, beyond myself.
1: So for you, meaning is sort of on the surface. And then when you get to purpose, you're going below the surface and you're getting a lot deeper in that, yes. in that understanding and the fulfillment and the purpose for and for you, how you know you're living in that is the fulfillment you get from it, the value you add from it. And even if there's some days that might feel more purposeful than others, that intention is still there and you're still making that difference and you're adding that value.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, definitely. So it's it's making a difference to me, but maybe to others also. I think that's really important. Maybe something we'll come on to is the, the way in which it has a connotation of necessarily reaching beyond ourselves, maybe to impact others as well. Um, but then also, I guess where I'm going with how I understand meaning as different from purpose is that um, it goes really to the way that we use meaning when we talk about our, our brains being uh, like meaning seeking machines so you know we, we have brains that have evolved to to like closure that try to make sense of things and i guess i'm understanding meaning in that that sense making way um where meaning is like understanding so if if some if my work is meaningful then that means i can sort of get what it's about i understand it i can make sense of it um and i feel like there's um uh, uh, uh it's 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 good, and that's where we start to get into the purpose. If it's really purposeful work, now I feel like okay, I don't just understand it. It's not just sensical. <laughs> um, it's there's it a there's a good reason for me to do this. Um, and and actually here probably I'm you know I, when I was thinking about purpose and meaning and um, and all this, I think there's a there's a history and a tradition that um, I think has has informed. So in the way that i think about it and i think some of the language that we use in um i guess at least at least in western sort of business so um in, you know for example in the the work of aristotle the ancient greek philosopher he talked about um the sort of purpose of life being as trying to attain this this you know greek word eudaimonia which was a sort of pleasure that came about when we were living sort of as we were made to um so for him the purpose, like the 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 goal of purposeful living purposeful work is to live in a way which is um is living as you are meant to uh now for that that means that our purpose is sort of you know it's not something that we can just drum up ourselves it's down to well, what, you know, what were we, you know, for, for him, he was able to, he assumed this view that we were made for something, right? Um, you know, different religious traditions and different philosophical traditions will say that or, or won't be able to get on board with that. But um, but I guess I'm just bringing that in because I think there's a, there's some traditions that have impacted the way that we think about purpose, where purpose is not just doing something because I intend to do it, but doing something for some good reason. And that's, that's wrapped up in in what Aristotle's saying too it's like well if you're living your purposeful life you're doing something which is which is not just sort of effective but which is good um, and for him that meant you know goodness was about what you're made to do but but I I, th- I think still today we want to be doing if we're pursuing purposeful work we're wanting to do work that is that's that feels good to us that feels right that feels like it's it's um it, there's there's a good reason to do it and I think that's quite interesting because it pushes us into like the space of morality maybe a little bit too
0: yeah Uh, it's so interesting to think about these um, different layers really and as you say it's like Purpose is about something that perhaps you were meant to be, you know, like there is something more divine in its purpose at the end of it for you. Um, As part of researching for this show as well, I was also um, hitting the Internet, which sometimes leads you down some terrible rabbit holes, of course, and and gives you a a, a ton of misinformation. But I came across a chap called Jacob Morgan, um, and, and I thought he framed it quite nicely. Actually, he says, your job is what you do. And your purpose is the intention of the job. Your purpose creates an impact or an outcome which then drives meaning. Or it's the why you do what you do. Which, I mean, a lot of people listening to this show will suffer from um, the, the analyst that I suffer from, which is just being pedantic around meanings and just trying to put things into boxes mm. because it helps us understand. But another interesting thing in the book is, um, and it's sort of, Follows on from the introduction, I said. But he interviewed um, about 150 CEOs and he was asking them about trends for the future and things like that. And one of the most common responses was that organisations need to provide purpose and meaning. And, and, And that sort of ties into what you were saying just now, like... A lot of it is external and and it's up to us to fit in. But I also sort of contend when it comes to organisations that the responsibilities on ourselves as individuals to try and sort of find our own success within that larger framework. And um, also, I'll get to my question now, but you're talking about, you know, we're fitting into this, this bigger picture um is our purpose always big and bold, like a newspaper headline? you know like it's it's there and that's what it is or or do we sometimes have to look deeper into the work that we do in order to try and find that sort of end meaning?
2: Yeah, yeah, gosh, so much great stuff there, Joe. Um, and I love those those points that that Jacob Morgan brought in as well. Um, I think that's right. I think picking up on language again as well, which you know we could say, oh, it's just semantics, but I think the language that we use shapes the way that we think and the way that we think informs what we do. And so I think it is all really important. And um, wh- you know, the way you're talking about uh, businesses giving us purpose, Right? I mean, that, that's so often the way that we think about it in work. But at the same time, of course, we also, you know, the, the intention is, 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 is my intention, your intention. So it's, it's interesting because I, I came across some really interesting work on purpose from um, Yvonne Schoenard, the, the founder of Patagonia, the outdoor clothing company. And um, he talks about purpose as being something that, you know, saying we're uh, Patagonia, we're trying to work out how we can give our people purpose. Right, and that sounds like again, it's this thing that comes from outside ourselves. Um, you know, it's uh, to use your word before it's you know the divine hands down purpose or the the divine company <laughs> hands down purpose. Um, it comes from outside ourselves, and yet at the same time, you know, to the point that you raised from Jacob Morgan, it feels like well, purpose comes from our intention. You know, and and you know there are we, I've I've myself included. There's there's times in our lives where we feel like well, do you know what? The, the business didn't intend for this bit of work to be very very purposeful, but I'm going to frame it in a certain way and therefore make it very purposeful because I understand the connection, the impact that this might have. Or, you know, taking a really mundane task, if I say, well, actually, do you know what this? The way I'm working with this spreadsheet might seem um, uh, 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 really repetitive, but if this isn't isn't done right, then the impact is really uh, really. Uh, disastrous, potentially. And therefore, I'm sort of re-engineering some purpose into it. Now, that's very far away from, you know, let's imagine I'm working for a corporate and, the, and their purpose statement doesn't say anything about that. It's about sort of loftier goals of sustainability and, and things, um, and yet my intention and the way that I'm framing the work is forming the purpose. And so I think there's a lot of interesting things going around around what is purpose given to us or is it It's something, and I think this is why before I, I use the word co-creation, I think it is co-created in the professional context between, you know, if we're employed by the employer and, and the employee in dialogue and hopefully in relationship to go, well, you know, the corporate sets out their purpose that kind of has to be broad enough for all, you know, thousands of employees or whatever to get on board. But then it also has to map onto my own personal intentions and values and and, and we can do that dialogue. But at the same time, um, and, and if we're freelance and, you know, entrepreneurs and things, then again, that dialogue I think happens between the purposes of our clients and the work that we're doing and some of that so I think there's there's that co-creative element um but wherever that leads us to your question you know is it is it this big high lofty thing or is it is it smaller and I think um maybe two really short stories come to mind so the first one was um when I was finishing my master's yeah, at Western Michigan University in, in the U.S., I was about to go off and do a PhD um, in Australia, and uh, one of my, my favorite professors of all time, uh, a guy named Arthur Falk, this really great guy, and he he said to me, "You know, Brennan, um, you're about to go off and do this PhD." Um, he said, "Everyone that, that goes off to do a PhD, the mistake they make is they th- they don't start to write until they've got some big aha moment," and he said, "Don't don't do that. Just just." Just start doing the research and just get writing. Don't wait till you feel like you know what you're doing, basically, <laughs> um, to, to get doing, you know, because you, you're never going to get there because the, the learning is in the, it's sort of cyclical and it's in the process. You yeah. you think, oh, maybe this is it. And then you have a go. And then through that, you find that there was you, it's one thing, but actually there are two things and you, one of them isn't right. And you sort of wrestle with it. And I, I think it's similarly, if we wait for our purpose to be a, a big headline, that's like waiting to start the thesis when we sort of have the big aha moment but if we go do you know what actually i think i think this this other thing feels purposeful you know i'm gonna start on that journey um and refine it and i think that brings me to the second story which is as i've you know so i've started this business called philosophy at work which was mentioned before and we do these um, we do training workshops around thinking skills right and I think it's been a real journey to work out. Well, what is the purpose of this? And at the start, um, I just had some some sort of vague understanding that you know using philosophy to help people think well was needed, um, and it wasn't very clear to be honest when I first started doing this work about ten years ago. Um, but then, as I got started and tried to make it purposeful and understand it, getting in that sort of meaning meaning creation. Um, I've gone on a journey and, and there's been some sort of small lowercase purposes along mm. the way until now I can feel pretty confident about, okay, the purpose is to help people think in ways that challenge each other and, and notice what's going on and really understand the work that they're doing so that they can they can make better decisions and these sorts of things. But I, I think now maybe it feels like a headline, but really it, it was built up by sort of small points along the way, you know? Or I think about the story of, um, Brother Lawrence, who's this this monk um long time ago who famously found purpose in like doing the dishes, right? And and he's famous for saying, just sort of, you know, your purpose is in the little things. So I think that's that's part of what I'm saying is I'm mashing up, you know, Yvonne Schoenhardt from Patagonia and Brother Lawrence mm-hmm. and my own story and Arthur Falk and, and I think what I'm coming to is purpose um might be big, but I think we discover it in an organic um iterative way where we think we get it and then we go on and refine it and maybe we, we wrestle with it and and I think in that is a lot of um is a lot of the discovery that it takes to actually actually work out what we can do that is purposeful
0: that's certainly I, I love your answer I, I've got to say yeah that your, your lowercase purpose before your your all caps purpose um definitely resonates and I, I mean I love the example of Patagonia as well because they are, for me, a meaningful company. They're trying to do a lot of good work um, for the earth. I mean, I, I think it's fantastic. And, and you talk about co-creation as well. So there's a responsibility on both sides. Um, and an alignment is needed, isn't it? So as you do your, your lowercase letters, you start to work out whether the kind of place you're working for is, you know, whether it's heading in a place that is going to help you find, fulfill fill this purpose. So that's, yeah, that, that that really makes a lot of sense. I'm able to join these dots together. And it's making me think, um, again, as I said at the beginning, it's typically been about pay and perks, right? That's sort of how jobs have typically mm-hmm. been framed. And now there's a lot more impetus for, for people to try and find meaning. And if I put my cynical hat on, certainly in the past sort of the meaning for a lot of companies was to make more money it was to print more green that that seemed to be my mm. view of it and, and and that's like slightly shifting now so how do values come into meaning and purpose when we we're, we're trying to find this they are, they're sounding to me like they're very relevant as as we try and find our path
2: mm. yeah yeah i think definitely I th- <clears throat> and i think they they always have been but I think pre- previously, you know, only only recently have we come to a place where, and maybe it started with consumers and then employees, and now it's trickling up to sort of business leaders, but, you know, consumers demanding that, well, I don't just want a well-functioning, you know, rain jacket or something. I want one that's not costing the earth and, and costing the people that make it and, and these sorts of things. And now also, you know, particularly on the back of um, the last couple of years, and and uh, going through the global pandemic, there's been again an awakening of of people at the employee level, going, well, I don't, I don't, it's, it's, yes, perks and, and pay are important, um, but that's not quite enough, right? I also, um, you know, there's a there's the sort of reprioritization going on and what's most important to our lives. And so, yeah, I think it's it's always been there. Uh, and what I mean by that is, you know, ethics, good work has always been relevant, but maybe we've given a special dispensation to the world of business um, and said, well, we sort of get it, you know, shareholders and all that. Um, and, you know, it's, it's um, what's that saying? It's, you know, it's not personal, it's business. I think, you know, now it feels like there's less gray area for that and we're going well no actually you know yes um, shareholders still matter but you can you you can have it you can have both <laughs> you should be able to do more and we have more and more examples like that you know from the patagonians of the world and so on and so forth so so yeah i think it, it it is really baked in because and you know going back to what we said before uh, purpose is a is is not a value neutral term right so um like courage, you know, for example, uh, if you delve into the meaning of courage, it's not just doing something risky, it's doing something risky for a good reason, right? So so if someone robs a bank, um, gosh, that's risky, but we don't say, wow, you know, they were really courageous. <laughs> we say, you know, there's a lot of risk involved, but, but if someone, you know, um, I don't know, Robbed, if it was Robin Hood, you know, robbing the bank to give to the poor or something, then maybe we start talking about courage, yeah. you know. Um, and so, it's it, courage is a is not value neutral. It's it's doing something for a good reason. And I think purpose is like that too, um, which is again, may, you know, maybe coming back to the distinction between meaning and purpose. Um, it might be possible for me to derive meaning from something, in a more value neutral way. But once we get purpose in, it feels like it's necessarily. In a good direction of travel, and and there also we're bringing in, um, you know, again ethics and and um, you know, uh, goodness uh, in the broadest terms for for people, planet, and profit.
1: Awesome, awesome stuff there, Breton. Oh, look, the timer oh. just went off too. Oh, wow! Right on. Actually, the- that's probably bit- perfect timing.
0: Perfect timing. Yes,
2: <laughs> I should have been more brief.
0: Yeah, no, it's amazing how quickly the, uh, the time passes. Really quick. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to break the rules of the pod now um, because I, I, I'm really excited to hear the answer to Paula's next question. So, so if you can answer it <laughs> w- w- briefly. But um, let, let's get this question out there because you talked about entrepreneurs um, earlier and I think this fits well with, mm. with that thinking.
1: Sure. So the question that I have for you, Brennan, is, and I mm. loved how you shared your journey too. So this is all about journey and it's more of a cyclical mm. and iterative process, but does familiarity with an idea or an experience sometimes obscure our view of what our purpose actually is? Yeah.
2: Oh, I love that question. I, I oh, and I, I hope this isn't too annoying. I kind of want to say yes and no. Um, so yes. Because I think when we work, so what I'm understanding as familiarity is like working closely to things, right? And when we work closely, um, we can lose sight of, of the purpose of something. And from my own experience, I think we tend to lose it in one particular direction. So I think we, I don't think we tend to think that it's more purposeful than it is. I think we tend to uh, think that it's less purposeful than it is. You know, I, I just on, an, on a call that I was having with someone earlier today, um, this very thing came up and, and, you know, they very kindly sort of encouraged me about the work that I'm trying to do. And I was I was like, yeah, do you know what, it, that is good. <laughs> it is purposeful. And I was like, do you know, I think I've gotten a bit too close to this one project. And I've sort of um, forgotten about, you know, uh, I was thinking that this was just all right, but actually that's because we when we're, when we have our heads in the project so much, um, we get into the, the details and the nuances, and we're caught up in those distinctions and things. But then actually to, to people that um, that are not so close to it, they go, wow, that's 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 a pretty great thing, right? So I, So I think um, I think getting too close to it can can obscure some of the purpose. And that's why I think it's important to to step back, take you know breaks and reflect on what's going on and, and just talk to people in really diverse, walks of life and industries and things to see to see our own work with different sets of eyes um but then at the same time i also you know want to say no i don't think it does and that's because on the one hand it um the numbing of of purpose that i talked about the impact where it doesn't is isn't it does um impact our, our degree to understand the purpose of it that's kind of just like um Uh, the nature of senses you know then you know if you're if you're in a room and you're cooking something when you first walk in you start smelling it a lot and then you sort of get used to it and you don't smell it so much I think that's kind of what I'm describing when we're we get really close to the purpose and the work and we're sort of don't notice it as much and that's just the nature of senses and the nature of maybe moral senses and the purpose senses as well but where I think it doesn't do that is also when we um the closer we get the better we understand it now you know, the more that we get into the work and the familiarity, the more we might notice uh, a task that is part of the project that before we didn't think really mattered. But then as we get into it, we go, "Gosh, I'm so glad we're doing this bit of the thing." You know, um, maybe it's just a bit of sort of oversight, or maybe um, something you thought, "Well, you know, go," you know, running this this. Um, having this meeting with this this supplier. We've done this kind of thing a thousand times. So we're kind of just doing a box ticking exercise. But then in that conversation with that person, you go, oh, they've shared a really new insight and that's quite useful. So so that also can happen. But I think the difference where the, the difference making thing where as we get more familiar and more close to it, on the one hand we can become like purpose blind in the sensory way. And on the other hand, sometimes it doesn't happen. The thing that I think makes the difference is when we're being reflective, when we're being curious, when we're being open to it, right? Because <clears throat> and, and this is where our, our faculties around purpose and morality and everything are, are really different from our, you know, sensory perception. I can't oh, well maybe I can. I don't know. If you're in the room and you smell the cooking smells and then you stop smelling them because you've got sort of nose blind to it or whatever. I, I don't I, I I maybe I can focus my attention on it and start to smell it again. But it's hard to do that. But if you're if you're working closely with the work, I think we can direct our attention and do, you know, some reflective exercises and go, okay, let me let me sort of do a little mind map here on on why this is really working. Or or I imagine some of the kind of stuff that you do, Paula, with people when you're coaching them on purpose. And you know, they're designed to help them see what they're doing in fresh ways. And so that is not moving away, it's going even more closely in to to the work um but it's um uh, but it's it's helpful in that way so so that's why i say yes and no <laughs> And i hope that's that's helpful and still okay
1: yes that was a great answer i i love the clarity part because you use clarity in both contexts it could it could actually get you when, you're, when you get more focused and closer to it, it can actually bring that clarity because you're focused on it and you're in it. But it can also put blinders up too if you're not careful and you're not reflecting back and understanding it holistically and totality of it. So I, I loved it. Great answer.
0: Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Um, thank you for joining us on the pod, Brennan. Um, as I let this episode digest over the next while, there's certainly going to be uh, reflections galore for me to to feast on, thank you. Um, you've, you've really opened my mind up to some fresh ideas. Um, we, we'll get your social details in a moment, but first, where can people find sort of some resources to maybe help them find their their purpose and, and meaning?
2: Yeah, thanks so much. So uh, definitely, I mean, uh, so on at our, our site, which um, is www.philosophyatwork.co.uk, there's, a, we got a tool, toolkit of resources there um different you know tools and techniques and things that that people can can digest um and then you know what maybe a little bit more left field but one that that i love is is you know getting stuck into some of the the um the ancient philosophers you know i i i'm I'm a i I often say that philosophy is not just ancient (laughs) um there's it's you know um in the sessions that we do we don't we don't often quote sort of philosophers because I don't really want people just going away away being able to talk about philosophy. I want them to do their own thinking and and sort of benefit from the skills of philosophy themselves. But when it comes to purpose, getting stuck into some of the the Stoics, people like Seneca, um, Epicurus, you know, different people who were really wrestling with how do we make sense of life? um, and, And they get into some pretty heavy things where they're talking about life and maybe even more talking about death, um, and there's nothing like trying to make sense of our own um, frailty and and physical limits that can sort of be a check for some of our what we thought was purposeful um, and meaningful. And it's it's so you know I kind of like to to read read the Stoics um, as a as a bit of a workout every once in a while to go. Let me just sort of give myself a jolt <laughs> of, of electricity here and um and 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 then see what i think about the things that maybe i've become too familiar with okay. um, so, that's, so that's another thing there's you know um and those are you know we, we've there's again there's a couple of resources on our site where we talk about some of the more sort of maybe accessible of 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 those those works but you know there's there's so many great books out there that are sort of um, snippets of stoic philosophy as well that are really useful okay
0: wonderful and I know you sent us a few links through so we'll we'll pop that what you've said now and we'll pop those links you set through in the show notes and then people will be able to click through and find them thank you
2: cool. pleasure thank you so thank Br- you so much for having me on as well
1: so Brandon you started a little bit about your website but where else can people find you if they want to stay connected with you
2: yeah thanks for lot um so LinkedIn um, you know uh, spent a lot of time there. Um, I'm on Twitter on Instagram um, and email as well. Um, so Brennan at philosophyatwork.co.uk. Um, and yeah if this sparks things for for people I'd love to pick up the conversation because um, yeah I mean as as the questions that you both shared you know showed I think it's um, such a huge topic and so often the the purpose debate, um, does go into sort of perks and, and, um, and pay. But gosh, there's so much more meaningful things to it. Not to take away from the meaning of those, but there, there's so much more that can be explored. So um, so yeah, it'd be great to continue the conversation uh, with you both and with others that, that find it useful. So um, yeah, uh, website, email, LinkedIn are probably the top ones.
0: Lovely. Thank you, Brennan. And thank you for tuning in. We appreciate your support. You can subscribe to the Paula and Joe show on your pod player of choice, be it iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, YouTube and more. And if you enjoy the show, then please help pass the pod by leaving us a five star rating. You can also follow at 168FM on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And of course, you can keep the riff going by leaving your comments over on the blog at 168.fm. That's the words 168, not the numbers. We'd love to hear your take on meaningful work. Brennan, Paula and I will join you there. Until then, take care and keep growing.